Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Lunatics. Lunatics is my go-to accessories shop for all of my festival face gems, glitter, body jewels, and now face masks. They just dropped their new Stay Fly collection, which is a pastel butterfly fantasy featuring matching sweatsuits, long sleeves, crop tops, tie-dye face masks, and more. Shop the collection by using the link below and save 10% off with code Emma K. That's code Emma K for 10% off. Shop small this holiday season with Lunatics. Hey guys, in today's episode, I got to sit down with one of the most talented, hardworking ladies in the EDM scene, Miss Vanessa Secco. Van has built a huge platform for herself through her insane shuffling skills and creative vision with her content. Today, we chat about her family life, her TikTok strategies, who inspires her, and of course, her family's amazing rave wear company, Diosa by Seco. We are bringing the energy with this one, so get excited and let's just jump right into things. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm singing today. I'm in a singing mood. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome, you guys. Whether this is your first episode or you've been here from the beginning, I am so excited to have you here. This is a big one. A lot of you guys have guessed who today's guest is going to be. It's somebody you have requested over and over again, and I am so excited. I finally got to sit down with Miss Van Secco. So you guys are in for a real treat with today's episode. But before we jump into things, you guys know the drill. You can always connect with us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis if you want to follow along with everything going on on social media. And we do have a new YouTube channel. It is called Rave Culture Cast Clips, where I feature weekly highlights and bonus interviews. So today, Van and I did a bonus lightning round style interview that will only be available on that YouTube channel. So you guys definitely want to subscribe over there and check that out. All right, I'm going to jump right into our listener of the week. We've got a really good one today. If you guys want me to shout anybody out, uh, you can nominate somebody by emailing me at raveculturecast at gmail.com and just send your short little message and we'll shout some people out. We'll highlight our listeners. So this one today comes from Dev Lynn and it says, hey, hey, thanks for keeping the scene fires burning, Emma. You are a huge light for us while we are missing our live music and vibing with each other. I would like to nominate a duo, if I may. Uh, Deanna and I met through my husband. Our 10-year friendship has developed into something I deeply treasure, and she's one of the most fire women I know. She's devoted, legit hardworking. She sees good in people and helps them shine it out. She's been an incredible partner in crime. When we parachuted into WMC three years ago, lady photo shoots, dance floor adventures, and all the big and little fun stuff in between. And Derek, her boyfriend, although he met her solo on a Marcus Scholl's dance floor, he's been so accepting of our friend fam. He's taken time to get to know us and we fully adopted this generous, big hearted guy. He also serves in the military and we thank him for that. Yes, 100%. He introduced us to Electric Forest and won us a backstage meet meet and greet with Dr. Fresh. What a gem, right? We also kidnapped his dog Jazzy into our fam. Together, they have built a mini fest in which we celebrate music, friendship, river floaty jams, and working together. We have communal meals, epic decorations, and take care of each other. 
I love and respect their hard work, their readiness to play, their giving natures and their openness. Love you too. That just filled my heart up with so much joy. First off, written beautifully, Dev. That was written beautifully that I feel like I know your friendship from reading that. So huge shout out to Deanna and Derek, you guys. You are our listeners of the week. That was a perfect example of a submission, you guys. So if you want to have a shout out like this, again, feel free to email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. Ooh, and I'm very excited, you guys. One more thing before we jump into this interview with Van. You guys... I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back for round three. It was about time that we did another Your Most Embarrassing Rave and Festival Stories episode. This is like by far one of the most popular episodes I've done. We've already done two rounds. They are fucking hysterical. I will never get sick of doing these. And I I think I have some stories left over from the last one. So what I need from you guys is your best submissions send in your funniest raunchiest rated r not suitable for work embarrassing ass rave and festival stories or memories they can be anonymous just write that in your email um and i do need them quickly because i think it's going to be next week's episode so i would need your submissions in by this saturday the latest november 21st Go crazy, have as much fun as possible. It can be a shorter or longer story, doesn't matter, but I literally have the best time doing these episodes. And I think the last one was in April, so it's been a while. So anyway, send in your stories. I'm very excited about that. Again, email them to raveculturecast at gmail.com and get ready for another raunchy episode next week. It's going to be awesome. Okay, and without further ado, I want to get right into this interview because Van and I cover a lot. Uh, Really quickly, I just want to say um, I've been following Van for a long time. I'm sure a lot of you guys have. I obviously became familiar with her through her shuffling videos and following her on social media. And I just really admire her as a content creator. Um, I seriously have been trying to get this interview because I just think She is not only she's so talented, she's so hardworking and I appreciate her hustle so much and her family is amazing. I got to meet Pam and her mom at Electric Zoo last year and they were so cute. They gave me like the biggest hug and I met Van at EDC Orlando last year and she was so sweet. So I love that their family is so involved in everything that they do, whether it's the content that that they're creating, they all live together in LA or if it's Diosa by Seco, which is their rave wear line. And they're going to be doing some exciting things coming up with that that we're going to talk about today. But I think it's amazing what she's done for the shuffling community. I think it's so cool how much she's grown her platform. Congrats to her. She hit 1 million followers on TikTok. And that was like a few weeks ago. So I'm not even sure what she's at now. But it's freaking crazy. Uh, So much respect going out to her. So you guys are going to learn a lot more about Van's life, how she got to where she is right now. There's so much that goes into her family, what they've been through. And yeah, and we're going to talk about TikTok and her entire content creation process, her shuffling classes. She does virtual shuffling classes on Saturday that you can sign up for. What else? Oh my God. We're going to talk about who inspires her, collabs that she's done, festival fashion, all of that fun stuff. So it's going to be a wild ride. Get excited. Go show her some love. If you don't already follow her, tell her Rave Culture Cast sent you and you heard the episode um, and go support her. Take a class. Um, watch her stuff on TikTok. So her handle is at Van Seco, V-A-N-S-E-C-O-O. And with all that being said, please join me in welcoming Van to the podcast. Hey, 
<laughs> Hi. Okay. Just to get started, uh, I wanted to start off by um, doing a whole introduction to you. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from and what you do? Yes. Well, hi, I'm Vanessa Seco on Instagram, Van Seco. Um, I am from Miami, Florida, but my nationality is Colombian and Venezuelan. My mom is Colombian and my dad's Venezuelan. So we have very much a Spanish household. (laughs) We speak Spanish. We are um, definitely like to our roots. Yeah. Even though I am, um, I was born in Miami, so I am American. Mm-hmm. My brother's not. My brother's not American. Neither is my dad or okay. my mom. But my, me and my sister are. We were luckily born here. Um, and yeah, and I'm from Miami. Then I moved up to like West Palm Beach. I went to high school there, and then I went to Orlando to UCF. Um, awesome. And then, yeah, is that it? Or should I like explain like- No, no, you're good. And now, well, so did the whole family, everybody, are you guys all living together now in LA? Yeah, yeah. We like, we all went away um, for a long time, like for when I was in college, when my brother was in college in New York. And then Pam um, also like, she never left, but she went to college. And then we all kind of like dropped out of college. Yeah. (laughs) United. And now we brought all of our businesses together. and like decided that we're stronger together. That was like the number one thing mm-hmm. uh, that we wanted to do is, is just start working, like become little. Right. I don't know. I didn't want to keep wasting my time in college in a, in a career path that I didn't love. You know, mm-hmm. I always wanted to, always wanted to dance, but I didn't have like the confidence to, to like think I was going to be good enough to pursue it mm-hmm. when I was growing up, but then social media happened and like that changed everything for everybody. Like, right. Right. And then now we moved here to LA after yeah. everything that's gone on, like my family, right. Los Angeles together. My parents literally dropped everything and they were like, let's freaking go. That's Which so awesome. Rare. Oh I my know. God. Are you loving it there? They have young souls. Yes, I am yeah. loving it so much. I know it's been a weird year. I, like I actually, before we even like jump more into your backstory, just want to know like how in general 2020 has been for you because obviously online it looks like it's been crazy and you're busier than ever and like you said your whole family is creative so you guys are all like doing stuff but in general like how has this year been well uh, it's been like the most eye-opening year of my life I feel like everybody it has it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely the entrance of a new era and I think everybody can feel that it's it's a lot of um new you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of things coming out that were always hidden, like even in the dance industry, like just so much truth is coming out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a, like a crazy emotional, emotionally packed year. Yeah. Um, but as far as like business goes, it's like literally been the best year of my life. Like right. it couldn't be a better time to be a social media, um, like an influencer. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm like afraid to say that word now because people give it such a bad connotation, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's never been a better time to be an influencer. It's true. Right. Everybody's online. Like you don't, you didn't, if anything, there's even more brand deals and more things going around. So it's Mm -hmm. just literally been, and we've had so much time on our hands that we decided to redo our whole backyard. I don't know if you remember what it used to look like, but. Oh my God. The whole stage you have and everything looks crazy. It's like, I I needed it to be that big. They wanted wanted me to make it smaller. I was like, no, I need 20 dancers on the (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, it's really been like such a good time to like put everything on pause because we were kind of like on, we were on like, what, what's it called? Like a mode where we just kept, you know, mm-hmm. festival. it's like almost like we weren't even being grateful for the festivals. We were going to every festival. We were doing yep. 
it was like going through the motions, just like it was becoming normal. And I feel like it, this needed to happen mm-hmm. as much as it has, you know, like hurt a lot of people in this country. Like, right. I just feel like at the end of the day for, for those people that are living through it and, you know, doing okay, it's like, it needed to happen for like a wake up call. Mm-hmm. Um, and for all of us to just be appreciative. I feel like the next festival, no one will take it for granted. Like, no, 100%. no way. No way. Yeah. I won't care what that, like, I won't complain. I won't care about what the frick I, I don't, I literally <laughs> won't care. It's like, it's not going to be about that anymore. I feel like everybody needed this wake up call. So this yeah. year has been pretty freaking crazy. But yeah, I'm freaking bad. I mean, I agree with you though. I think the pause was definitely necessary because like anybody I've talked to, not even just like in this space has said like, okay, I've like reevaluated what's important to me. I might've been able to save money. I, same thing, like I was this hamster wheel of like, go, go, go. And even for 2020, I think I had booked like at least six festivals and then yeah. back on it, like knew that was stretching myself too thin, both financially and just like physically but I agree with you like we'll, we'll get back to the things we love at some point but this year was necessary just to like restructure everything yeah. for sure yeah and it's always exactly it's about structure too and like preparing for what's coming and mm-hmm. like able to have like especially here in LA like and in Hollywood like it's really fast paced like right like it's yeah. like it's like I think it's so funny because people are like you never stop I'm like well I live in a city that doesn't stop so I can't stop yeah 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 <laughs> like um, it was a good year to put everything on pause and to mm-hmm. just kind of like recoup. And it doesn't mean we have to put, you know, like what we love to a break, you know, like, I think it's so cool that innovation has been so just so crazy. Like all the drive-ins and just seeing like all yeah. this in this way. So it's really interesting. I think, I think it's kind of cool, honestly, just mm-hmm. to see the drive-ins. There's so many sick drive-ins here. Like, um, yep like the stranger things one i don't know if you've seen like all the holly halloween stuff oh no way like the creativity is like on another level and it's yeah being a different side of our of our generation and of our society like i don't know i really have no complaints but i haven't covered anybody losing anybody to covid or anything like that so i understand that it it has been really rough for some people you know it's not anything to be celebrated of course but you have to look at a glass half full for sure. Right. No, I agree with you. And so was your plan originally to move out there no matter what, or have things like kind of veered off course because of like what happened this year? Um, wait, so what do you mean? Like moving out? when did you move to LA? I moved here two years ago. Okay. So, so you've already been out there. Okay. Yeah. We're already out here. Um, and our plan has like literally since I was 16, we wanted to move <laughs> to LA. Yeah, I would okay. literally all the time I would be like we're moving to LA like me like when we were like little we wanted to be here I, mean, I wanted to be a singer and like but then like I feel like well something like big hit my family which we like suffered the biggest like financial crisis ever um like well yeah we, we were like well off we were like you know we had a boat we had a house on the beach like we had a very like you know, abundant lifestyle, not like mm-hmm. rich, rich, but abundant. We were never right. lying. Um, and then when the recession came in 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. yep. um, I mean, everybody lost everything. My parents had a, a molding business. It was like um, interior designing. They were okay. like amazing, which is why we're able to. Make yeah. <laughs> but, um, and no one was buying houses. It was remember, it was like the crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so no one was buying molding. No one was buying anything. So mm-hmm. we, um, we literally lost everything that we had and we wow. like ended up living in like a little apartment where like me and my sister, my brother was like on the couch. Like me and my sister shared a room. Like it was like really rough while well, we were in high school. So around that okay. time, 
my whole like I don't know wanting to move to LA wanting to like be an actress or a singer a dancer like that kind of just like went down the toilet just because I was right. like I feel like it's not possible you know what I mean <clears throat> I just like didn't have the confidence level like mm-hmm. I did and I always loved to dance but like I didn't really think I don't know I didn't think that that would be a possibility so I was just sure. like I'm just gonna go to UCF in Orlando and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. like be a political science because at the time the Kaylee and Casey Anthony cases were oh like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah obsessed with that so I was like oh I'm obsessed with it because I should be a lawyer. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my God. I literally thought that that was going to be my life mission. Wow. And the whole like financial stuff. I was just like, no, I never want to go through something bad. I want to be mm-hmm. like, have a job that makes me a lot of money. Like as a Capricorn, I was like, I like, I never want to be like struggling. So I want to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm like, I don't know, like a lawyer or like an engineer or a doctor. Yeah. Not thinking about what I love. Right. Not right. Right. About the fact that I was my dance cheer captain like I'm not thinking about the fact that I love creating choreos even like with mm-hmm. my I, I just like threw all of that away yeah for like but stable yeah. yeah I was like I have to just like make sure that I'm gonna like not suffer like this when I'm mm-hmm. over. So, yeah, yeah yeah so that's when I went to college and yeah so our dreams of like moving to LA were like totally just gone like we were yeah. like what? so we went um I went to UCF and that's when I started going to music festivals at uh, UCF okay. With like my, all my shuffle for with all my um, shuffle friends with all my sorority <laughs> and like fraternity friends. Okay, um, they were the ones that introduced me to like the rave culture. Rave culture. Hey, <laughs> and, um, and I loved it, dude. I just remember going to festivals and just being like, "Why is everybody so nice?" Like, right. <laughs> on here, like I had never. Yep. I don't know. Maybe it's like the town that I'm from, but I had never like been around a place where I'm just like I see a random person be like do you want water and I was like mm-hmm. what? like I just like couldn't believe that it was like yeah just such a nice such a an awesome like I don't Community. know no fights yeah. ever. like I don't know I guess I had never been to like a concert or like a festival like that mm-hmm. so I was instantly in love with EDM like electronic yep. festivals like instantly and then at the time I would see this is my third year of college at the same time I was like People were on Instagram and mm-hmm. I started seeing videos of Elena Cruz, which was my biggest oh, yes. for the yeah. longest time. She was my inspo. I was like, not necessarily, yeah, with the shuffling, but mainly because of like how, how awesome of a presence she was on social mm-hmm. media. She was yep. so, just so gorgeous and like had such a good energy and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and also the shuffling. And I was like, damn, that's a cool dance style. Like she makes it look so cute. Like, you know, she makes it look yeah. so hot. Yeah. And um, I was like, I want to do that. And I would see me like people shuffling at music festivals mm-hmm. and I would see like circles and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what is going on over here? And if you take it all the way back, I actually like would always like run. Me and my sister were like big runners. We would like run okay. miles to go to the freaking beach. Like we were running addicts. I was never in like cross country in high school or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I ran me and my sister so we I had a really good endurance I was like what is this leg thing everybody is doing got it yeah this thing yeah Um, so that's kind of like where I decided that I wanted to pursue it and dude in like two months I got at it just because I was already a dance like I was already like a like a cheerleader slash like not a competitive dancer by all means you had that background already of like you know like passion for movement you know right right not trained at all though but I was just like I feel like I could do this and I had so much confidence at that time I was like in love with my boyfriend he was a DJ and I was like 
I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. like this is so cool. And, and I remember thinking like, this is so fucking fun. Like I want to do this and I want to pursue it. And this girl online is pursuing it because my, mm-hmm. my, my thing always was like, how can I do, like, is it possible to do what you love? Like, and right. and be comfortable, like mm-hmm. not have to like, just use it as a hobby. Like w- when I was going to put my heart and soul into it, I don't know if it was my trauma for when I, when I was little, but I was like, I don't mm-hmm. want to like, waste my time on anything that I'm not going to be successful at financially. Mm-hmm. And so when I went into it and mainly seeing Elena's presence on social media, I was like, I think I could do this on social media. I was like, I had so much confidence that I could do it. And I felt like social media would kind of be like my way out of college. Right. And it wasn't easy though. At first, like I felt like I was going to be judged by my sisters and my sorority. I felt like I was going to be like, mm-hmm. just like shunned upon for not getting a degree. Like I was the first like year of my shuffling journey. I was like very much, I don't know, really insecure about it. But I think Mm -hmm. the best part was that my parents were so supportive. Like they were just like, freaking do it. Like, yeah, you don't have, you could leave. If anything, it's better for us. All those loans we're going to have to pay. (laughs) This is true. Wait. So how were you learning? Like when you decided like, okay, I want to do this. Were you just watching videos on the YouTube or watching Lena? I think it's funny because like I, I, my learning journey is so hard to be related to anybody's because I never slowed down videos. I never went oh, wow. on YouTube because when I did, there was no good tutorials. Like no mm-hmm. one speak, no one right. seen. They just put like slow-mo and then fast of their feet. And I was like, this sucks. Like yeah. <laughs> I literally hate this. Yeah. That's why when I came out with tutorials. I was very, I'm very vocal about it. And I'm very mm-hmm. much in a class with me because I never wanted that to happen to like, Sure. Anybody else? What happened to me? Because I was trying to learn to the point where I was just trying to find tutorials. And I don't know, I also didn't have the patience for them that my like learning journey was very much like I watched it for so long while I was like going to music festivals for like four months of my like, like a little with music festivals that it almost like got into like the back burner of my brain. And I just started doing it one day. Like I literally didn't even watch. I would watch a lot of Elena's videos, but at one point I kind of like stopped and I kind of just like started doing my own thing. Okay. And I don't know. I don't know. It's, I guess it like, it really all starts with a freestyle and a flow. Like mm-hmm. it literally comes you putting on like your favorite song, going into your garage, going into your safe space and just yeah. doing it. As long as you know the running man and the T-step and like maybe the Charleston, you can really create. Okay. Any, I don't yeah. know. I, and then as I went, I, the more I, like when I see it, I feel like it goes into my brain and then I just mm-hmm. do it later. Okay. Which is, I, I always tell people to not watch too many videos if you're yeah. trying to sneak to your flow because that goes into your head. Yeah. And and it's good to like be there and to be supportive of your community. But if you sit around watching too much, you can get lost a little bit looking like other people mm-hmm. because even if you don't try to, it does kind of like subconsciously go into yeah. your brain. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's kind of, kind of how I learned because I can't recall times where I was like, you know, trying to like learn through tutorials. Mm-hmm. That was like not how my process went mm-hmm. at all. No, but that's good that you said that. That's great advice. Cause that's like my issue sometimes with shuffling. I'm like an overthinker. So mm-hmm. I learn like the key moves and then I'm always thinking about what the next thing is going to be and get hung up on that instead of just like letting it go. Just let it, you got to let it yeah. go. You got to let it flow. You literally yeah. let it go. Let it flow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody's process is so different and honestly due to like how we all think, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just everybody's journeys are so different. Like right, right. on everybody's, what's your Zodiac sign? Pisces. You're a Pisces. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I love Pisces. I Pisces. love 
Capricorn's great too. My fiance is a Capricorn. I love Capricorn. Oh, really? You guys are so grounded and you are so like goal oriented and driven. Um, but yeah, like stability definitely is a big, big thing for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yep. And definitely goal oriented. Like mm-hmm. you want something, you're going to get it as a Capricorn. Yes. A hundred percent. But so, okay. So then when did it go from like practicing all the time? And then were you posting stuff on social media, like right out the gate? And then that kind of just took off for you? Yeah. Well, actually I would practice a lot and I was like afraid to post my first video. And then I'll never forget. It was November 20 something, almost that day, Mm -hmm. 16. So it was four years ago. So I, I pretty much around this time, four Mm -hmm. years ago is when I was like, just doing it all the time. Like do it. Like we would do it. I, my dad is the one that has those videos. Like I, we would be anywhere and I would just be like doing the running yeah. man. I would do it all the time, but I never had the balls to post it. Mm-hmm. One time, I don't know what it is. I think I just found a song. And I remember I would always cover like up the fact that I really wanted to do it with like, oh, like inspired by like, cause I didn't want, I wasn't like confident mm-hmm. enough to be like, hey guys, look, I'm learning how to shuffle. I was just like, <laughs> me which was true like but yeah. I, uh, I didn't feel like it I don't know it's really bold to post a video of you dancing when you never have you know mm-hmm. when you've just always been a part of like a cheer mm-hmm. team or something like posting a freestyle is such a vulnerable thing yeah so it was around like this time last year I was like I want to post my first video and I did and it was like this one video where um I'm like on it by like this like I'm like by the water on like this like I don't know this like dock I guess yeah. it looked a dock but it's on the in the ocean it's Boynton, it's a Boynton Beach Inlet okay. and um, that was the first video I ever posted um and then I applied for like this competition that was going on at the time it was like this Polaroid glasses was it a Polaroid glasses yeah it was a <laughs> Polaroid competition and I remember T-Mac was in it or she was judging it okay in it yeah I was judging it I think Gabby and Elena were judging it and then there was like more dancers in it. Like, do you remember Hipster Heidi? Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Competition. Okay, um, wow. We all like passed to the next level. And I think that was simultaneously at the same time. I had messaged Elena Cruz and I was like, um, hey, like it would be a dream. And I had only posted one video. I was like <laughs> amateur still, but I was like, it would be a dream. Like if I could like meet you, I think it was like EDC or land. No. Hmm. I don't know if I was meet you or if we could collab and she answered literally she answered which I thought was the craziest thing and I was like she was like yes of course like let's collab and we live in the same town because we're both from West Palm Beach like okay and we we got together and then that December two months into me even posting a video pretty much four months into me even starting to learn how to shuffle because I learned so quick right it was like already collabing with me which was the video on the on the dock I don't know if you remember wow very so first cool. Yeah. It was an honor to me. I was like, what? <laughs> she wants me to laugh with it? Yeah. <laughs> she was always really supportive. Like in the beginning, she was always like, you're so beautiful. Like you're going to, you're going to be good at this. You're going to make it because you're so beautiful and you're talented. But yeah. she would always like insinuate that. She was like, you have a really charismatic and you're a beautiful soul. And she was really excited now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she was really supportive. Um, and so, yeah, we collabed our first time and then we like, didn't collab for like six months. And then that summer of 2017, we started collabing nonstop. And that's when she was like dating my brother. And like, we collabed like nonstop for like six months. Um, and I remember that that was like, 
that was like really a big push for me in the beginning. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like mm-hmm. I got to like a hundred K because I was collabing with Elena and also like my own videos. Yeah. But that was like, and then, yeah. And then I would just like, I think there got, we've got to a point me and Elena where we like stopped collabing and mm-hmm. it's just each went on our own like freestyle journey. Yeah. Um, and that was like beginning of 2018. Okay. And yeah. And ever since then, I, I think it like collaborations, that's why it's so such an important thing for me nowadays because Mm -hmm. collaborations were always such an important part of my shuffle journey like we instantly like I swear to god it was my second video ever was a Lena so and I loved creating choreos that's like what I did with my cheer team in high school when I was in sorority I like made the dances you know when like sororities compete against each other with like oh yep I did that yep yeah (laughs) Yeah. like the dance teacher of them like and I was like not even like trained but I just loved I don't know I loved yeah and so that's why like when you look at the way things are going today, I just feel like it's so full circle and the way kind of my shuffle journey started like next to Elena, because we loved creating choreos. It was like such an exciting part of, of what we did. Aside from like freestyling and I was still posting like original videos of my own. Oh, that's what it was. I went back to college. I only came back in December and I collabed with her and then I went for my last semester. And then that's a semester where I decided I wasn't going to come back. Okay. And I came back for summer and that's when I like did like a bunch of collaborations with Lena. We probably did like freaking 15 collabs. Wow. And that was pretty much all I would post. And then like some freestyles here and there, but mm-hmm. collabing, creating choreography was a really big part of my beginning. For sure. And then, and then, like I said, end of 2017, that's when we kind of like went our both of our own ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. And we it had like a ride ever since. Oh my God. I'm just so excited to talk with you. It just, I find this stuff so interesting and it's so cool to just like learn more about your story because uh, like your growth has been absolutely insane. And I, I want to ask you too about shuff, shuffling in general. Cause I do wonder like, is it the timing of it? Because TikTok has popped off, but like, why do you think shuffling is so popular now? I genuinely think it's because of a group of people yeah. that come out and have made it attractive and beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people wanted to keep it underground. Um, I feel like there's a big part of social media that mm-hmm. a lot of people are, are, are just like blinded or don't want to understand that. And I've learned this alongside so many like incredible social, like Matt Stefanina, biggest dance influencer in the world has like right. 12 million subscribers, 12 million subscribers on youtube he's insane like he has has explained to me and this is something i always knew Mm -hmm. uh, before i was even starting creating videos um is the presence of your videos like you you can't post like a wide video and you look Mm -hmm. like a little ant in the video and expect it you know as talented as you are without Mm -hmm. showing your face without being you know like you know like a character with that you can't expect it to blow up and i feel like that's why Mm -hmm it hasn't blown up in the past the way it has recently because right. recently the blow up is just amazing. And I think it's because people um, are seeing it obviously more on TikTok mm-hmm. by like some of the biggest, you know, shufflers on TikTok, people are shuffling right. on TikTok, but obviously I think it comes from the big influencers that started on Instagram, mm-hmm. like Elena, Gabby, myself, you know, big people that have like blown it up and made yeah. it you know, easy to watch and, and beautiful along with it being technically beautiful and great. Um, mm-hmm. It's also just like, it's exciting. It's colorful. It's in your face. Matt literally always tells me, he's like, he always says like, well, if you're going to be like posting a video, like you got to make sure the 
the shuffling starts in like two seconds. And yeah. although that's like not, or, or the dancing starts in two seconds because you'll lose people. So there's a lot of like rules behind like how things go viral. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't, people don't want to give credit to that. And I feel like right. that's a lot of the drama that's been happening in, in the community recently is like <clears throat> people not wanting to give credit to like why this dance style has even blown up to the mainstream, how it even, right. also a lot of people like myself who have literally gone from influ- the biggest influencers in the world, like yeah. Lele Pons, Lele Pons, King Batch, Matt Stefanina, Montana Tucker, some of the biggest DJs we've collabed with and got it out there, especially in the influencer world. I had D right. Glazer take one of my freaking shuffle classes. What the hell? <laughs> insane. insane. Like dancers are noticing it. Mm-hmm. Um, real like industry dancers, right. dancers are respected in the world. And Matt has been a ringleader putting it out there. The Williams fam have been putting it out there. And it all started with the collaborations that I did with them and other big influencers like Elena has collabed with them too. Um, And brought it out to not just the rave, like not just the rave scene, but brought it out, you know, like out there. My dream is to see shuffling on like a fucking Pepsi commercial or like, I want to see it out there. I don't just want to like harness it and just leave it into one community you know mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it needs to be given credit like where credit's due the fact that right. you know so many people know what it is now and so many people are feeling to learn also mm-hmm. dance classes I think that's like a big part of how it's yeah. become mainstream is the classes that started although people have been teaching like people of the shuffle community have been teaching mm-hmm. classes for a long time but it wasn't until I came to Los Angeles and taught a class at Millennium taught a class at T-Milly TV mm-hmm. and literally it would be like Jade Bug 97 was teaching and then I was teaching an hour later was like the right. most crazy thing in the world bringing it out here getting it professionally filmed you know giving it that like excitement that high energy that that beauty you know because mm-hmm. dance has to be beautiful at the end of the day it has to be especially if you want it to go mainstream it's got to be like in your face attractive like right I know. so I think bringing it out here into the dance classes and having more people be intrigued and and you know someone as big as T Millie like recording it and putting it on his website or on his Instagram of like over a million followers verified like that really gave it its legitimacy right um, and if we're, we're in communities right mm-hmm. I feel like talking now the mainstream the Hollywood community mm-hmm. the the dance industry here right yep. um but not to say that like you know this group of like big influencers were the people that brought it mainstream in the in the dance shuffle community sure. right? not at all but I definitely think that when it comes to like influencers big influencers and Hollywood in general mm-hmm. um, yeah it's it's literally been like the the charisma the attractiveness that we've given it on social media and the work again yeah put in on social media and like the the good energy dude because at the end of the day people can read yes (laughs) the energy they can read you know the the energy that you're putting out your intentions are always extremely bold like Mm -hmm. they are so clear I can read somebody's intentions from a mile away and if you're doing it for the passion of it um Mm -hmm. you know that's that's it right there I feel like a lot of people (laughs) with all the backlash that's been happening right now a lot of people like love to say that you know me and my family or like certain influencers are just like money hungry wanting to exploit a dance but that could not be farthest from the truth like right and I don't have to sit there and explain myself but I just I just think it's so funny how people really can't read energy sometimes like what do you not what what yeah. where, where is the passion missing like if right. someone 
there's no way you could be so consistent and hardworking in something that isn't your passion. I don't think mm-hmm. that that's possible right. because I would be bored to death, depressed to death. Like yeah. it, would be, it would be the downfall of that's not how success happens. Like, right, right, right. No, I feel like it's just the rules of life. It's the rules yep. of like the law of attraction. If you're not doing something for the pure intentions, like yep. the real raw reasons, like it's not going to be successful. So sure. I can't, you can't blame somebody's success on like their never ending hard work of grind of obsession with money. You can't like, there's no way. I don't not- get that at all for, by the way, like I'm <laughs> honestly, because I think it's the complete opposite. Like I have a ton of questions here for you about content creation. Cause from my perspective or an outsider's perspective, I've seen your growth. Like, it's just amazing. I think you guys clearly like talk about thought behind a viral video. Like you can clearly see how much work is going in. Like, 100%. And I would think that you obviously are passionate about it. You've been doing this for years and years. And I think it's amazing. Your whole family is involved, first of all. So if anything, like 100%, that's why I'm excited to talk to you is like, respect the hustle. You took something, you made it happen. Like you guys are actually doing it. And you're like a full content creation yeah. house now, yeah. which is like great house. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. Well, and I, I want to say too about, um, shuffling just coming into real life too. I would even say this past year, like I actually, my first shuffle class I did in person was this past January and it was Elena's class in New York city. So much fun. Yeah. In person. So I got to squeeze one in before, but, and then in this past month, I went to my first shuffle meetup in Hoboken, New Jersey. And honestly, just like how eye opening that was like, there were about a hundred people there. It was outside. Like everyone had masks on, but completely shocked that this had like a hundred people at it in New Jersey. So you can see was it like last weekend. Yeah. It was like a two weekends. Amy Conti was putting it together. Oh, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was awesome. The way it's growing is insane. It's insane. Yeah. It's I beautiful. Don't know how to do it, but no, so it's, I can just tell it's just like absolutely exploding. And I, I do, I definitely want to ask you about the content creation aspects. Cause first oh, of all, yes. they're just like music playing in your house all the ah. time. <laughs> Well, honestly, no, recently it hasn't because my dad, the DJ has been sleeping <laughs> on that. But honestly, yeah, for the most part, there is always because we're always creating like yeah. literally we have TikTok Tuesdays, which is where I invite however many people. My goal is to have like a hundred people here because yeah. we can totally fit them. And then everybody like switches around making content at Casa Contenta, but <laughs> that's obviously not possible. So I can only invite right. up to 10 people, I think like over mm-hmm. my house and always just be outside and right. if we're outside we're good um because obviously we have to be careful but yeah dude it music is always blasting it's always going we're always trying to create colorful you know you know high energy in your face content mm-hmm. that's gonna get shuffling out there and a lot of the times I know it could seem very repetitive like what we're doing but that's what people love like that's mm-hmm. the things that we're doing if it hits keep doing it that's right. I feel like what my my theory behind social media is it's like yeah if you see something and it hits continue doing that thing because mm-hmm. that's what people like to see you know right, right. Um, what's I the know. process like for you too like can you walk me through because obviously it's it's quantity but it's still in quality at the same time but also there's an amount of content you have to keep up with so like from like the idea to the filming like what is the process like yeah. for behind one video well, number one would always be like, gotta pick a good song because the song is gonna be like 90% of the reason why people even like it. Mm-hmm. It's either right. has to be something that's trending, 
I love to like get songs that are like already trending in like the hip hop world or something and then like fuse it into shuffling and or like cutting shapes, mainly cutting shapes. Yep. And yeah, and then we just like fuse a viral song or something that, you know, we know is popping. Like the Laffy Taffy one, that was like a perfect yep. mixture of like how our how it all came together and how it went so viral. And it literally like pushed so many people to like start collaborations with their friends. Like that, that literally that Laffy Taffy video was like, like the wake up of everybody's like deadness in the quarantine. <laughs> like, all, yeah. Like, but yeah, it was like a good song. And then we were like, all right, now, now let's all match. Let's all put our celestial bodies, like mm-hmm. cheetah shorts on, yeah. black cups. Let's just be really cute. And let's do this Laffy Taffy. Let's do this like crazy fast footwork. And it, that's what people love that's what people love like synchronicity up in your mm-hmm. face that's like too too far away a good right. song and good energy and good energy and people freaking died for that like everybody was going bazookas over those videos <laughs> and that kind of like spiraled that kind of like spiraled to like me thinking like oh crap like like we have to invite more people so then we started having the williams we did like the wap one i just feel like the more people you have in it mm-hmm. the more people feel like a big sense of community so like literally either a lot of a lot of people which is like a big thing that people mm-hmm. like to see on TikTok and on Instagram um also doing things in public is a big thing like people love public videos okay and then my most recent video which is like the reason I like went over on TikTok over a million finally I hit a million on TikTok I know girl, be- fucking killing it <laughs> all because of one video though and it like it's crazy to think it's something as simple as this video but mm-hmm. I asked Christian one day I was like just take a video of Og pulling back, like be the BTS, like show Og recording. Mm. And dude, it literally has 20 million. It made me grow like 600,000 on TikTok. It's literally been insane. Wow, insane. Jesus. Yeah. Insane. All because of a BTS video. So I think when it comes to like thinking about these things. It's viral songs, like songs that are hitting it on the trends. Mm-hmm. Um, synchronicity, like, you know, matching outfits. Sometimes we put mm-hmm. everything. Diosad, like our new Diosad actor. Yeah, yeah. And um, and we put everybody in those. People love those videos. Um, a lot of people and doing things in public places or doing BTS videos. Like people love BTS. Literally as simple as you putting the phone down and doing exactly what you're doing, but from a different angle and showing the camera and showing the phone that is recording. I don't know why everybody loves that, but it's like insane. It's like my yeah, I can't believe it. Did but, that did that drive you to create the um the new content Instagram content? Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was like that viral video was like the one that I, where, well we've been the reason why we even made this house was to make a content house. That's like mm-hmm. literally why we wanted to do it because you know the hype house and you know like team 10 exactly what i was thinking yeah <laughs> like we, were, we we've been dying of doing something like that because we have I, i've been to those houses before and like mm-hmm. they're cool and stuff but like it's definitely not something that i feel like we already have such an energy here such a family here that it's not like i could just like leave and start affiliating myself with something else yeah yeah we have everything here we literally have everything we need um so the reason behind making this was because we wanted to make like a big content house and mm-hmm. specialized with like ravers and EDM yeah. members, cut, shape cutters, shufflers. Um, like that's like the goal of this house. So pretty much it's all like EDM oriented and mm-hmm. kind of like what we would be doing at festivals. We're like doing here. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's, that's pretty much <clears throat> the goal 
of of this house. Wow. And how I mean, how much time do you spend on choreo too? Like, is it quick for you because you're you've just been doing this for so long? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, when it comes to TikTok, it, it is quick because mm-hmm. you're just thinking fast content, right? You're thinking right, right, like, right. like boom, 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 like fast, you know, like you're not thinking too much thought into it, but there has been a, like a, definitely a switch because I went so hard into t- like TikTok for mm-hmm. like, like the past, like three months right? Um, that like, I'm like, wait, where are my like OG collaborations? <laughs> so yeah. we've been in the background of like, um, like in the behind the scenes of things, we've been working a lot on a lot of big projects that are going to be coming out for YouTube, which is we're starting our YouTube awesome. channel. Awesome. Um, and um, just like dance films, like big, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing, oh, actually it's a surprise, but we're going to be doing a big Ooh. artist video and there's going to be a lot of shufflers in it. So that's in the works right wow. now. I love quick content and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take me that long to make, you know, like two, eight counts of a choreo right here, especially because mm-hmm. like I said, if you know it hits, keep doing it. So we'll always right. do kind of the same movements, which um, could seem very like, what is the repetitive monotonous could seem yeah. very competitive mm-hmm. um, but behind the scenes we're definitely working on like improving with so many different like movements and so, all these different choreos we've been creating for like big things mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited to just like get back into like the creation of actually creating collaborations with like big dancers and stuff like that because for right. the past few months yeah I've just been like doing mainly like TikTok stuff but when it comes to like one of those like long collabs and like a good like you know yep. juicy choreo that I overthink the frick out of my choreo. <laughs> I want it to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and that could take me like a day, like a, a whole day of me just going back and forth, like leaving it alone and really probably like four hours of like creating a choreography if I like really care about it. Right. Like, like the ones that I teach in my, in my classes on Saturdays on Shuffle with Van. Girl, those, say, those yeah. Hard. Let's talk about it. First of all, how are those going? Like what's your favorite part about the classes? Oh my God. I think it's like going live. I like, my manager and everybody has been trying to tell me like just pre-record it like don't go live and I'm like no like literally I would rather die I I feel the energy when I'm live like I feel the hundreds of people that I'm teaching like I could feel that I don't know and even though I'm not on a zoom where I'm like seeing them Mm -hmm. um my classes are like you just see me right um, you can ask questions there's like a chat but um even if I even though I can't see that I could feel it I don't know and they're always like chatting and it's always like such a good time and um I just I just love teaching I mean like I love teaching I like I remember before there was like even any shuffle classes being taught like at all Mm -hmm. my mom kept like begging me well there was like in the underground like some some people like not influencers or anything like that right right, right. my mom was always like teach classes like teach classes come on I was like I'm not ready like no and (laughs) and you know like I've said I was like yeah my sorority sisters I was captain of my cheer team for four years or Mm -hmm. years um so like I was definitely very much like I I loved teaching but I didn't feel like I was confident enough you know or like informed enough to start teaching until I until I like felt comfortable enough I think it was in the end of 2018 I taught my first class and it was so out of my comfort zone because no one was doing it like there was no inspo right. for my mom there was literally yeah. no info for that my mom was just like do it come on come on and I did and it was the best decision I ever made because my classes are amazing it's like literally where I can connect with everybody the most um and I could like feel it in real life I miss in real life classes that's like yeah. one thing I miss a lot I- a lot of people are starting them again, but I don't know if it's the safest thing mm-hmm. being in Los Angeles because Los Angeles is like the worst. Yeah, no. 
right now. So, but, but I definitely, I just love the connection of it and being able to teach people my choreo and see them do it, especially mm-hmm. see somebody that's like not in their head, not a beat or not in their head because they're a total beginner. Right. Like, right. That's what I actually love to see someone that hasn't even done the running man, the T up and come to my class and just have all the confidence in the world, take the information that I'm giving them mm-hmm. and just go and run with it. It's the most beautiful thing. It's literally the most beautiful thing. That's why I like, I, I didn't even like categorizing my classes as like advanced intermediate or beginner until just, right. but because anybody could do it. Like I literally, I strongly believe anybody can do any choreo if they just yeah. listen and have like the voice inside their head telling them mm-hmm. that they can it's, gonna, it's literally going to pop off like when we're able to start doing things in person oh, again yeah. because okay first of all after doing elena's class like this is why you guys are in such good fucking shape because i was pouring sweat like i was oh, absolutely yeah. dying but it was the best thing ever like i could easily see that because like i used to do zumba back in the day like yeah. that's like the next fucking thing because it's such a good workout it's great cardio and i just feel like it you forget that you're like even doing anything because yeah, you're so focused Oh my God. Yeah. I, I could see that in gyms and stuff. I would freaking yeah. love that, but. <laughs> oh, I know we've, Oh my God. We've here. We've talked about that a million times. Like, you know, like bringing shuffling into like a high energy kind of like workout class, mm-hmm. but well, there's so much work to do if we want to make that. Happen. Oh, I know. <laughs> but but... <laughs> it's, doable. it's doable. It's like the EDM lovers of like Zumba. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Oh my God. All right. I have a couple more questions for you. Um, I, I do want to ask, I know it's like picking a favorite child, but do you have any other favorite, like memorable videos for you? I know you just put out a Halloween one. That was awesome. But any that really like stand out to you? Oh, yes. I, I, Probably okay. Wait, I have to not think about the the recognition <laughs> from them because I, yeah. I instantly I would say, oh no no no, my number one favorite video that I think I've ever made is my Williams fam collab. The bitch, <laughs> that one literally like was the best of all time. Like mm-hmm. uh, it was so simple, and they kind of like brought me back into the collaboration world. Like that mm-hmm. video itself was like the one that because I was doing freestyling for so long and like maybe collabing here and there with people, but they were the ones that like, I don't know, just like re-sparked that in me last summer. And ever since mm-hmm. then, that's when I brought the girls together that for the Cascade video, that's when I brought um, the Christmas video together. But yeah. then also the Christmas video, I will I say. It too, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. That's where Jojo Gomez found out about shuffling and she followed me and Damn. she, like, she yeah. commented on the video and I was like, oh my God. That was like, whenever I get recognition from big dancers that I've been watching since I was like eight, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm off the, off the wall. I'm jumping yeah. off the wall because that, I don't know. I really honor and recognition is like such a significant, like mm-hmm. it's well, it, hard work pays okay. off. It shows, it shows you that like you're putting in the work. You, yeah. There is a lot of time and effort behind the production. Like everybody can see that. So to see yeah. that like, recognize it's an yeah. amazing and, and I was always very much a big lover of history. And mm-hmm. I remember that the one way for a country to become uh, like a country yeah, was yeah. to be recognized by other countries. So mm-hmm. I don't know, that still rings in my head as to Got why it. it's so important to be recognized by the greats because mm-hmm. once you are like, that gives you the legitimacy to believe that you are a professional shuffle dancer, you know, that to believe that you mm-hmm. are not just doing this as a hobby. And like right. you said, 
production, the outfits, everything that goes into my productions nowadays is it's honestly more than the choreo at this point. It's mm-hmm. my incredible brother, my parents who are behind the scenes doing everything to make sure it comes out perfect. Mm-hmm. And my freaking mom, my dad, and my freaking sister. Yeah. Who- work in Diosa by Seco um, and create every single outfit for every single video that I have. They're insane. Yeah. Like it's, it's really a Seco production really and like mm-hmm. more than more than just like a Van Seco Corey or directed by my brother. It's just a whole Seco production. Like the That's energy right. put into it, the detail, everything is, it's just, it is what it is, what it comes to be. Yeah. That's my whole last question for you. I want to talk about family because family is yeah. a big thing to you. And yeah. I, I love that it's a full family affair. First of all, any festival I go to and I see the Seco tribe flag, I'm bolting over there. And I met Pam and your mom at Izu and your mom was so cute. She gave me like the biggest hug ever. I was like, this is the best. Uh, but I want to talk about Diosa. Can you tell me like, when did this first get off the ground? And like, where did the idea come from? So we would go to music festivals yeah. a long time ago. Like, yeah, like 2018, I remember we went to Ultra. No, was it? Yeah, yes. We went to Ultra of 2018 mm-hmm. and we were wearing, I think it was like Freedom Rave where we had ordered just like regular outfits mm-hmm. um, from like our friends at Zoe All Over, like some bathing suit companies that would do like high-waisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- before we left to the festival, my mom would, and we always like asked Freedom Way where it was, it was okay and stuff to like, yeah. you know, do stuff to their clothes. Um, but yeah, we, we, my, before we left, my mom, we would always have like just a bunch of like, I don't even know, like cinta, how do you call it? Like, like um, all these like different things to decorate everything, right? Like accessories and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Accessories and like, it's, it's not called ribbon, but like the like long. Oh, like the trim, something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like a trim the word trim is like <laughs> significant parts of the Osa bicycle because we never yes. create a piece it's always yeah. something that has some sort of beautiful goddess like you know so we were to go to music festivals like in the whole beginning of 2018 and at that point we were starting to like you know like get known out there in the shuffle mm-hmm. so I was meeting a lot of people and even in general I we would be in the crowds and random people would just be like you guys look like goddesses like goddesses yeah. like because of what we were wearing and it was other like uh, brand outfits, but it's because of like the way we styled it up, like matching the earrings with the armbands and, and the leg things and yep, decorating yep. the boots and all these little decorations that would go in sync with each other. Mm-hmm. And people would just be like, goddess, goddess. And we, we got that word goddess so much that we were just like, oh my God. And one day we were, we were just thinking about it. We were like, let's launch a brand. And it, it was mm-hmm. so intimidating in the beginning to like, think like, oh my God, we're going to launch a brand because we didn't right. In. but yep. my mom actually my mom and my dad had their own um brand like creating clothing back in like the freaking 80s or like oh, early okay. 80s. yeah so they they, they kind of like knew what they were doing mm-hmm. um they did know what they were doing they did it in the past uh, and they they actually say till this day like that they promised themselves when they were done with that phase and that <laughs> era that they were never gonna have like a tajid ever again like a fa- uh, a clothing oh my god again. and here we are repeating history yeah. we're like, oh, we have a clothing line but we just realized that there were so many people there was a high c- demand because mm-hmm. of the following that we had right we like us who wanted us to put out this clothing and we knew it was going to be different from the rest because we knew we were going to like dive into the rave world you know showing the mm-hmm. booty you know the the cute tops but we wanted it to be that diosa you know extravagant like goddess yeah. 
Dios, that means God is in Spanish. So that's okay, kind of where it all came from. We literally listened to the to the bands. They were like, God is, God is. We were like, okay, so Diosa, that's what we're going to call it. Okay. Prosecco. And, um, and yeah, and we were just like, let's freaking do it. But we have to make sure we stay authentic to what we do at, at all times. Mm-hmm. Like we have to stay authentic to the, the goddess brand. So that's why not, not one outfit will go out there that isn't extravagant. And everything from the very beginning. So I think it was like the end of 2018 where we started launching like jean jackets that were, you know, all done up. It was, it was mm-hmm. supposed to be in the beginning all about like doing up, you know, like a regular outfit. Okay. Just, but then we got more into, and since the beginning, the whole idea when it came to the vessel outfits is that it was always going to be a kit, the Diosa kit, right? So you always get the armbands, like you can't, you can't buy like a top on its own. Yeah. It's always going to be like with the arms, with the choker, with the bandana, with the top, the bottom, the skirt. And now we actually even include like the legs, the leg wraps or whatever they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, up to like your knee right here. Yeah. Like if you're wearing boots. Um, And yeah, it was always supposed to be like the whole package deal. We are, everything is created here um, in our factory. Like nothing is China. Yeah comes from our seamsters here um and we take a lot of pride in that because most you know most companies everywhere is mm-hmm. pretty fast fashion at this point yep. um, and we that, that's also why you know diosai is not like 30 bucks or 50 bucks because right. everything is handmade every outfit that goes out is packed by pam every outfit that goes out and it's a lot <laughs> but I it's can't imagine yeah <laughs> it's literally it has the touch of the secos on it so mm-hmm. it's it is you know, it, I think it's, it costs exactly what it's worth. Yeah. Um, And the, yeah. And then, and then, yeah, it just like started blowing up as the festivals came. We, um, we actually started buying our fabric and not using like old pieces or buying other, Mm -hmm. you know, buying fabric from places, creating actual like video or videos, (laughs) actual outfits from scratch rather than like, you know, finding an old, like festival bottom and re, re doing like it. embellishing it yeah, right. yeah that was kind of how we started um and then yeah and now Diosa has grown to what it is today and the creativity keeps growing now we're about to have an active wear brand um but really really it all started if you put it all the way back from shuffling mm-hmm. it really all started from shuffling because if I wouldn't have fallen in love with shuffling and I wouldn't have been like oh Pam raves are where it's at and then I would have you know tagged <laughs> my brother and sister along with the rave. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we all kind of like our confidence really started in the rave scene. It really did because right. we all knew we had it. My sister has been literally matching her, her green. She would wear like a lime green um, <laughs> collared shirt to school, her lime green shoes, her lime green, like balaka, and then yeah. her lime green. She would paint her nails lime green. Like she was always a fashionista. That's always what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But it has been such a blessing for all of us and, and me. Like I always wanted to dance. I would like daydream about right. dancing, seeing Jade Bug and at the time being like, I can do that. Nowhere near that. But like <laughs> now I've grown to like, think maybe I could, you know, yeah. or and my brother directing. And, you know, when you don't have anything built up, it could be so intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll always thank the rave scene and just like everything in the EDM culture for giving us the confidence and like right away all of the love that we received to be like, yeah, we're confident enough to like Pam could pursue the fashion. Mm-hmm. Like I could pursue dance. This is a possibility. Like people are liking what I do. And my brother is like the mat- the freaking method behind the madness. He He's He's incredible. So Amazing. yeah, I think it all comes full circle because if it wasn't yeah. for like the freaking rave scene and if it wasn't for, you know, EDM music that mm-hmm. it's all fall in love. And obviously first and foremost, it's like how in love we are with the music. It's like, 
it, we never felt back that, to that right it yeah. always comes back to the music yeah. Yeah. We never, we never felt that about like any other music except for me with Ariana, but it wasn't something that we all shared. Yeah. Um, even my parents, they love EDM. They think it's right. the most connected music. They literally, they, my mom always says it like in the spiritual world, like that, like, you know, EDM is like a very like elevated music. I like to believe it's because it's like progressive and it just like builds and builds and builds and builds. And then, right. Like, and that's why these festivals are so euphoric. You know, with or without, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Looking at them, like they are, like you could be at a festival and the energy is just, and it's because the music is so elevated. So, yep. At the end of it all, I'm happy that this the scene and the freaking music were able to bring my family together and mm-hmm. create the businesses that we have because it's just it's wild. I would have never thought my life would have been like this. I wish I could talk to myself. Yeah. <laughs> 18 or 17 stressing about money and stressing and bartending. I, I didn't mention that, but I was like bartending every day, like every night getting home at like four o'clock in the morning, like just trying to like make it by like, mm-hmm. and I remember when I was bartending, like people that would come up to the bar would always be like, cause I was just so charismatic with them always like, you know, mm-hmm. just like doing my part, but like being me. And they were like, you know what, little girl, <laughs> like I always like old people would tell me like, you're going to be very successful. I don't know what you're going to do in life, but you're going to be very successful. That's awesome. That always stuck with me. I was very, yeah, I, I've always been a very go-getter mother freaking biatch. And guess Person. what? Just the beginning. I'm excited for yes. everybody to see what else the Seco tribe has to bring because we're not stopping here. This is like the baby step still. <laughs> I'm seriously, no, I, I, I'm telling you, it's been amazing to see your growth. I love, 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 love that it's a family affair. I love that you guys are in this house together and you're just doing it. I'm really excited for the activewear brand. Seriously, yes! your outfits are always amazing. I was going to say, Diosa is just amazing because it's unique. Like anytime you see somebody in one of their outfits at a festival, like there's just something so unique about it. People feel special in them. So, and I love that it's the whole package because your girl can't coordinate. So I'm glad yeah. that you sell everything together because it's yeah. very helpful. <laughs> you have it ready for you. All you got to do is put your makeup on. See, that's, yes. that's, that's what, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's amazing. It's like, I don't know. I love, everybody loves a good set too. You know, when you like get like a top mm-hmm. and bottom, yeah, like, oh, I don't have to like find anything to wear it with. No. And I love that you guys go to festivals together. I was going to say, it's amazing to see your parents with you there, like having a blast. Like it inspires me to like take my mom to like Izu or something like that. (laughs) They're like, they just want to be like us. Like, let's be real. I mean, like they just want to like go out have some fun and like, what's the point of leaving them behind? I don't know. I'm not in that. We're not in that high school stage anymore. Like my parents here, my parents know everything we do. My parents like, you know, like they're, they're they're right there with us. And if anything, you feel more protected having them with you because sometimes right. these aren't that safe, you know? So yep. yeah, we're sad because they only were able to go to two festivals with us. And then um, Ultra came and they were so excited for Ultra because it's our oh, festival. Yep. Ultra is our number one. So we were like, it's going to be the best one and everything ready to go. My class was like fully booked in Miami. Like mm-hmm. everything was like ready to go flight spot and then COVID hit. So yep. I'm excited to bring my parents to the next festival once everything opens up. Um, 100%. They had just started on that journey of going with us to EZU and then EZU Orlando. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Girl, oh my <laughs> God. I'm excited you for again. you. It was an absolute blast getting to know you better. Um, before we go, plug where everybody can find you and connect with you. It's all Van Seco at V A N 
S-E-C-O-O. Um, that's what my TikTok is. That's what my Instagram is. And honestly, that's all I use. Oh, but my YouTube is at Vanessa Seco, at V-A-N-E-S-A-S-E-C-O, um, which stay tuned on that because we will be, wait, I don't even think it's an at. It's just Vanessa Seco. We'll find, you'll find her. But yeah, you'll see it. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. No, this was awesome. Everybody else, hang tight. I will be back in just a minute with EDM News. All righty, and we are back. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Seriously, again, thank you, Van, for coming on the podcast. This was a huge moment for me. I get so excited when I get to interview somebody that I really respect and admire and that you guys have requested as well. So I truly hope you enjoyed getting to know her better. Um, It was really amazing just to hear about her family and how she got to where she is. And again, like I respect her hustle so, so much and look up to her as a content creator. So I will definitely be taking one of her shuffle classes very, very soon. Again, you guys can connect with her at Van Seco, which is V-A-N-S-E-C-O-O. And she's on TikTok, Instagram, all the things, YouTube, if you want to watch some of her shuffle videos. And again, she's got some exciting things coming out. So go check out Diosa by Seco too. If you guys need fire ass rave and festival outfits, <laughs> I for one will 100% be wearing a Diosa by Seco outfit, but I'm saving it for the right festival because the outfits are so extravagant and intricate so to me that's like an EDC or an ultra or even like an EDCO like a big festival outfit so I will definitely be one in one of those next year and I'm waiting for the right moment (laughs) anyways with all that being said you guys we are jumping into the EDM news section you guys already know so I don't think I have Actually, I do kind of have festival news. So we'll do festival news first and then we'll do industry news. We've got a couple things to jump into today. So first thing I want to announce, the EDC Orlando live stream is actually taking place this weekend, November 20th and 21st. And anybody on the East Coast get excited because it is 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. They're starting it early for us so we can see a lot of the acts. Um, So yeah, anybody on the West Coast, it starts at 6 p.m. And the lineup includes Afrojack, Annabelle England, Autograph, Blunts and Blondes, Cat Dealers, Cosmic Gate, Elefante, Eptic, Goldfish, Good Times Ahead, Daddy Cascade, Loud Luxury, Morgan Page, Peekaboo, Riot 10, Sunnery James, and Ryan Marciano. So we got some, we got good people on there. There's a couple I haven't seen any live streams f- from. So that is going to be awesome. Okay, I need to, I'm going to talk about Ultra Taiwan. Let's spend some time here, ha- shall we? get a snack, get a drink. Okay. So I had so many people message me saying, can you please talk about ultra Taiwan? Because it's bananas that they had a full blown festival in Taiwan this past weekend, like a full festival. Watching the videos hurts my soul a little bit, but here's what happened. So you guys can follow along with how they were able to do this in the middle of a pandemic. So obviously this is one of the first major festivals we've seen since the COVID outbreak. And I want to read some quotes from this article. This was on the Groove Cartel. I will link it. Okay, so it says, most of the world's biggest news outlets have described Taiwan as a country which has been better able to fight the pandemic without having an authoritarian regimen. According to the experts, Taiwan managed to control the pandemic by shutting down its borders and implementing strict travel policies immediately after China started to record the first contagions. On top of that, a massive 
contact tracing help to find out immediately the people that may have come in contact with the virus. So by using face masks and hand sanitizers in combination with measures above, got Taiwan to register only 602 cases of COVID-19 since the beginning of the pandemic. So with all of these measures in place and basically no internal new cases of COVID-19 in the country, Taiwan has managed to allow large-scale music events in the country. So there you have it, folks. Uh, They took it seriously from the beginning. They were able to control the outbreak, and they were able to have a large-scale festival come back. Obviously, it's extremely different than the United States. The United States is massive. It's all over the place. Every state's rules and regulations are different, and it's just a complete and utter shit show, to say the least. So it's very different. You can't compare us and the return of festivals in the United States to Taiwan, obviously, but... Uh, I just wanted to read a little bit about the event. Um, Somebody was quoted saying, it was pretty surreal given the state of the rest of the world. It was really fun too. As far as masks, everyone was required to wear a mask at the gate. Past the gate, 99% of people took them off. We also had to fill out a contact tracing form on entry and get our temperatures taken and our hands sanitized, which is insane. And it says... For the artists, besides local artists, Road to Taiwan 2020 managed to have on the lineup four heavyweight artists such as Keizo, Vinny Vici, Slander, and Alesso. Because of the strict travel policy, all of them had to quarantine for 14 days once they arrived in Taiwan. So they must have been there for two weeks, which is crazy. So that's how they were able to play the show. But yeah, in all of the pictures and videos I saw... um, it looked like some people had masks on, but yeah, everything inside and against the railing, things like that, people had uh, no masks, which is crazy, but it's possible and it gives me hope. You know what I mean? It gives me a little bit of hope. So hopefully we can get there sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, that's that's the deal with Ultra Taiwan. I'm sure we'll see this happen more in Europe as all of those countries are able to get control of everything. So I would not be surprised if we see Europe happening, obviously, before the United States. Alrighty, you guys, so I'm just going to switch gears now into industry news because this plays into it. So I just did a video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Emma Capotis, all about Ticketmaster's new new news or announcement, I guess, if I want to say it that way. But basically, they are going to be implementing a new system next year to basically allow for large scale events to come back. And how they're going to do this is they're either going to need to know if you've been vaccinated or if you've tested negative for COVID within like a 24 to 72 hour window. So basically how this works is one, you would buy your ticket through the Ticketmaster app. So basically you need the phone app. And then depending on the state or the event, you either need to go get COVID tested within, again, 24 to 72 hours. So say you have an event on a Friday night. If it's a 24-hour window, then you would need to get tested that day. And if it's a 48-hour window, you would get tested on Thursday. Then essentially what you do is you share your results with a third party that's approved by Ticketmaster. So I believe it was Clear Health Pass or IBM's Digital Health Pass are the two that they've named right now. Or again, if you have been vaccinated, you would share that information through these third approved third parties as well. They would then check that you actually are negative or you've been vaccinated and they send those results to Ticketmaster. So this process would be quick, obviously, because the turnaround is pretty fast. But uh, Ticketmaster has stated that they are not storing any other access to medical records, anything like that. It's just your results and it's just your vaccination status. So they're not going to know your whole like medical history. Um, Obviously, there's some kinks that need to be worked out. This whole like technology is not even approved yet. So, you know, this is something that they're just announcing that they're going to do. 
but right now it's just their game plan. So I obviously had some big questions that I addressed in the video. You know, one, if you test positive, do you get your tickets refunded right away? Two, uh, somebody brought up a good point. What if you buy other people's tickets, right? Like say you're a parent and you buy four kids their tickets to something. Do you then have to supply all of the people's health information? You know, how does that really work? And again, like how accurate are these test results? You got to be really careful about things like that. So anyway, we will see what happens. Obviously, I want events to come back as much as the rest of us do. I want us to be safe about it. So whatever they need to do, whatever technologies need to happen, you know, we will we'll figure it out and see what happens. But anyways, I really apologize if you guys hear drilling sounds in the background um, where my house is literally a construction site right now and we're getting our bathrooms remodeled and I have no choice but to work through the noise. So I apologize if you hear anything, that's what's going on. Okay, but getting back on track, uh, my only other two announcements, I have to share a huge congratulations to Tiesto, who is no longer our rave dad. He is a real dad. He and his wife, Anika, welcomed their daughter on, I believe it was November 12th, Viola Marguerite Verwest. So congrats to Tiesto for being a real dad. It's so exciting. Um, and then lastly, I wanted to announce EDM Maniac. If some of you guys follow that Instagram account, it's extremely popular in the EDM scene. So they just announced a new brand, I believe it is, called Maniac Black. Um, and it sounds really cool. It says it's exploring the deeper and darker sounds together. So it looks like they're going to be putting on shows for underground music, techno fans, anybody. So I know the first one is being put on December 4th in Austin, Texas, and it is the artist Brennan Gray. And yeah, so if you guys are into underground music, I think this is really, really cool that they're stepping into this brand and giving a platform to this type of music and this genre. I hope it is more widespread. I mean, obviously, they're just getting it off the ground, but I would love to see some of those shows in New York City and Brooklyn eventually. So obviously, read their rules and guidelines. Tickets are on sale. It's clearly has to be COVID compliant. So I'm sure there's going to be some sort of social distancing involved and mask wearing on all of that so that it's safe. But definitely check out Maniac Black. All right. Uh, lastly, you guys, let's get into our songs of the week segment here before more drilling happens in the background. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I'm just like, you got to roll with the punches, right? You know, OK, one quick note I wanted to say. You guys are always the absolute best as far as providing feedback and suggestions. Like as soon as you leave me a comment or DM me or post in the Facebook group something, you know, I've tried to make adjustments pretty quickly. One of which being on the YouTube channel. If you guys watch again, youtube.com slash Emma Capotis. I just started putting timestamps in. This way you can see what is happening in the conversation and you can skip ahead. You can also now see when EDM news starts, see when songs of the week start. So I'm really happy with that and I'm going to continue to do that. But somebody recommended for songs of the week. They said it would be really, really helpful for you to play short clips of the songs so we can actually like hear what you're talking about, which I 1000% agree with. I was like, that is genius. Why didn't I think of that before? But I did look into it and I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter what length of a song I play. It, if it's copyrighted, I could probably get in trouble for that. So I can't play any of the clips. I don't want to get into any copyright issues. However, um, I can I can do two things. One, most of these songs are already in my new music Friday spot Spotify. Oh, I'm leaving that in Spotify playlist. So if you guys already follow that, you'll probably see the songs in there. 
Um, and the second thing I can do happily is in our Facebook group, I'm just going to post links as soon as the um, content goes live. So that way, if you're in the group, I'll just post all of the songs and you can just click and start to listen and add it to your own Spotify. So I will definitely start doing that moving forward. But I'm sorry that I can't play the clips in here. I don't want to get copyrighted. Um, okay, but this week I have five, baby. We have five songs to recommend to you. This was a really good week of releases. Um, number one, Alice in Wonderland and Valentino Khan. Their new collab is awesome together. It's called Anything. I just love the vibe of this. I love Allison singing on it. They're so fun together. They're just kind of like a dream duo. So check out Alice in Wonderland and Valentino Khan's new song, Anything. I'm also a really big fan of Side Piece's new song, Together. For those of you who don't know, Side Piece is Nitty Gritty and Party Favors alias or side project. Always so much fun. Always a great like party song, party track. Like obviously they're bringing the house energy. So their new song, Together, Chef's Kiss. Um, I've really been into Medusa's new song, Paradise, as well. This has like a more, I don't know, it's like a little bit more chill or down tempo, but it's still it's still a house track and I don't know, it just like it hits you. The first drop is just so good. Like the baseline in it is amazing. So I think I saw on TikTok somebody was ranking it. Um, so that's Medusa's new song, Paradise. Also another deep house track, Elderbrook. Elderbrook is so underrated. I, was, I still really want to see him live, but he his track Numb is a beautiful deep house track that just hits in all the right places. It makes me feel some type of way. I absolutely love it. There's like this breathy thing in the song that's so good. So check out Numb by Elderbrook. And lastly, this is not EDM related, but MGK's whole album is so good, his new album, but I really have been into My Ex's Best Friend and Forget Me Too. I know they've been like all over the radio and those are some of his biggest tracks, but I'm just now really starting to get into that album. It's all your like, if you were into pop punk and alternative and all that fun stuff, he like reawoke that in this album and it was a very smart play by him because I feel like a lot of people will jive with all of the, the tracks on that album so my ex's best friend and forget me too on mgk's album definitely check that out all right my friends we have made it till the end of the episode thank you so much for sticking with me here and again thank you to van for coming on today i hope you guys really really enjoyed this um the biggest thing you can do to support this podcast is tell somebody about it whether that's through an instagram story where you tag at rave culture cast or sending a link to your rave fam, or I even see you guys post it in the fate and like in random Facebook groups. I'll see somebody say like, "Oh, what's a good podcast to listen to?" And one of you guys will share a link. Like you don't know how much that means to me, and I really, really appreciate it. So all those little things help support small creators. Um, and yeah, and I'm wearing the Rave Culture Cast merch line today. This is my favorite piece. I know it's like picking my favorite child, but the long sleeve is to die for. It is so so comfortable. So definitely check check out the Rave Culture Cast merch line. It's always linked down below. Uh, and we're getting to the colder season here. You know, the beanie is cute. The hoodie is delicious and buttery and soft and warm. So I'll let the collection speak for itself. But anyway, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this. You can follow along with us at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. And of course, if you want to watch the YouTube episodes, youtube.com slash Emma Capotis. Alrighty, I think that's everything. Do not forget to send in your most embarrassing rave and festival story 
memories. Next week is going to be amazing. I cannot wait to read these. It's going to be so good. So uh, yeah, email raveculturecast at gmail.com with your submissions. And with all that being said, thank you guys so much. And I will be back next Wednesday with a very fun, raunchy episode. Bye, you guys. Bye.